Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Okay, good. Chris Black, what's up? Good, good afternoon to you. What's up, big dog? I'm out in, you know, I'm out in ATL. I'm back in the gutter where I belong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sipping, I'm, I'm sipping on a sparkling water. My feet are up. The Wi-Fi signal is not as strong as I'd like it to be, but you know, <laughs> things are good. Things are good. Okay, okay. Well, that's fine. Luckily, we have the technology to record our voices to where the Wi-Fi doesn't matter anymore. Mm, yeah, but it still matters to me personally. It, it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry that you have to deal with that, but you know, it's part you of. You sound a little. You sound a little weak, bro. Are you good? Did you get COVID? <laughs> you sound a little. You sound like that bird chest is heaving in a little bit. I got COVID about ten minutes ago, and <laughs> it's been a day. No, the thought, um, of talk, the thought of talking to you, I got COVID once again. Uh, you know, it comes and goes. No, um, I just I just finished playing tennis, so maybe I'm a little I'm a little winded. Where, who'd you play with? Uh, I played with my friend Zen. Uh, he's a chef. That's a cool name. Yeah, he's a cool he's a cool guy. He's Australian. How did he hit? Did he beat you? He he did not beat me. He's a he's a slicer. Mm, he's a that's big unfortunately not fun to play with it's it's not as fun to play with a slicer that is true but also it was it was a nice change because you know the, the tennis that we were playing it was more trying to hit big dog style a little more powerful a little more classic traditional uh and i used to you know i'm, I'm a reformed and recovered um habitual slicer so it was nice to kind of go back to the old me go back to the slice game not unlike chris black returning to the mud yeah well i'm i actually have secured a a tennis coach here in the atl i'm starting on sunday afternoon at 2 p.m so you're making quick work aren't you i don't play bro look i got i got my i bought my own rings i was in the gym this morning hunter sent me the program via whatsapp i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's over for you hoes the the journey you could put me anywhere i'm gonna find out how to fucking continue my fitness journey (laughs) Damn. Only in America, baby. We love this. And and I've noticed that now that the world, thanks to social media, is, is starting to discover that Chris has left LA, that um all my old tennis tennis cronies are starting to crawl out of the woodworks and have begun 
banging my line. Just today alone, I have three different friends who have hit me up for a game. Really? Because they know that you're gone. They know you need you need a partner because because I had to depart for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great, and I love the way the community picks picks itself up from from the bootstraps <laughs> the com- and the community <laughs> and figures out a way how we're going to get through this because we don't give up. I I agree. So how's it going there with with Gavin uh, Nuance? Gavin Nuisance. Oh, Nuisance. I'm sorry. How did I say it wrong? Gavin Nuisance, which is so funny. <laughs> Well, how did I've, I fuck that up? I'm sorry. Wow, that's embarrassing. But go ahead. I mean, I, I, if you if you kind of really take a deeper dive into some of his policy, you will find that he is a nuanced man. So you're not completely <laughs> off. No, um, it's been a little. I mean, it hasn't affected my life. They they're they're basically saying like, all right, guys, we got to like be in indoors, no matter what. Like whatever it is that you're doing, your ass is inside unless you absolutely, absolutely have to be, or unless you're going to church. Um, of yeah, course. of course, church is still open. But yeah, do do not go to school. Definitely um, go to Mexico. Definitely go to the <laughs> airport. Um, definitely go to uh, Whole Foods four days a week. But um, yeah, do not. Um, do not go so to like you can't so you can't take Margo for a stroll around the street without the federales pulling up on you well I mean they say that if uh, if you are going for a dog walk around the neighborhood even if you're not going to come in contact with somebody that you should still be wearing a mask and if you are going to do it then like try to go to a remote area that you won't come into cro- uh, come across any other people are you saying that Glendale is not a remote area because I would consider it remote <laughs> Yeah, in, insert remote <laughs> joke here. Of course, I mean, I, I think me walking around my neighborhood, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, turn a corner and then be face to face with, you know, the with an elderly person. Uh, the way that I would, you know, if you're just like taking a stroll down Melrose, it's probably not going to be too wise. But yeah, don't come, it, don't come for my beloved Melrose. Your little scammer ass misses Melrose already, doesn't it? I miss my. I was. I'd be wearing my Nike Tech Pack sweats. I'd be on the little scooter with the seat, you know, smoking the backwoods, <laughs> just flying down Melrose, listening to Little Baby. That was the life. Mm, doing doing one of those one legged wheelies. You already know I was sick with the scooters, and now look <laughs> at me. Now I'm back. Now I'm humbled, back in an Impala, cruising down 85. It just ain't the same. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder who whose job is it now to say hello to the security guards at the cookies dispensary. <laughs> yeah, you know the cookies. The cookies family reached out after I tweeted that and said they wanted to hook me up, and I said I'm good. <laughs> and they were like, they're like, we got CBD too. I'm like, I'm still good. I just wanted to, bro. Don't you want to put on for your team? I love the culture of cookies, and I could talk about it forever. But I don't need the product. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like, what am I going to do with it? I, I, I mean, I, uh, but I do miss those guys, and I miss all my, I miss all my hot spots on the running route all the way down Melrose through Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a. You know, like uh, n- not many people out when I was out, but but the security guards were always there. I could check. A, I could do a real, real scene report for you. Earth Cafe scene report. You know, up up past you know up mm. past Palace and Byredo, and then on straight down to Rodeo. Wow. It, it's it's. I'm I'm getting misty. Honestly, damn, your ass misses failing Los Angeles so much. 
I know, and now I have to run on the belt line where it's just fatties with fucking, you know, I ran a 5K on Thanksgiving t-shirts. And, you know, <laughs> it ain't, and, you know, people out for a bike ride for the first time in six years that I got to dip and dodge, and it's just not the same. Bro. Yeah, when you, um, when you were describing your the South and you, and you said I ran, I thought this was going to be, you know, some type of politically <laughs> charged uh, bumper sticker of like... No, although there is a hot political race here and, and the, the ads are insane on the television and the signs mm-hmm. are in the yards, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I won't be commenting on the, the Iran-Contra affair on this podcast. But Yeah, but- that, that reminds me of, of back in the day. I remember uh, during like the first Gulf War being, you know, when I was a, when I was a youngster, when, I mean, that was like what, early, mid-90s, and my grandma saying, more like... Saddam insane and, and I was like damn okay, don't you, do that you got bars grandma that sounds like a that sounds like a TJ bar actually so I see I see that you get it from your Gma mm-hmm. but then I was like oh grandma you obviously are drinking the fake news CNN Kool-Aid because you know if you if you would have known the the drone strikes that Obama was going to do would be 10 times worse than whatever Saddam did. Am I right? And what about those uh, emails, Grandma? That's what I said. Uh, don't forget about the emails. Yeah, never forget about the emails. I mean, yeah, Obama's Obama's getting a little backlash for his book. I haven't had a chance to dig in yet, and I probably actually – I definitely won't, but I see people <laughs> – I see was the backlash because that's what he was saying? Like I used to refer, I used to like call gay people fags when I was a kid, like that stuff. I mean that if if getting mad about that is insane, but yes, but there's some other stuff in there that's a little more that's a little more like, um, you know, he's saying defund the police is a catchy slogan, shit like that, like oh, like stuff. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, stuff that's a little more politically a little more politically charged and kind of like of the moment. Yeah. Um, well, this but, I was I was thinking about like the comparisons of the people complaining about Hillary's emails and and like what is our what is like our version of that and it might be us wanting um you know this could be a Spotify deck that I pitch to them but you know the people like us asking Obama for his real Spotify playlist yeah like let's because because every he releases his Obama playlist his little fake his little fake ass playlist we obviously are calling bullshit on all of that you know he ain't listening he he ain't listening to if you think barack obama's blasting cigs in the back of the white house listen to some starbucks coffee house shit you're mistaken Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's listening to chance the rapper and jay electronica (laughs) and that's it no he's turning up he's got some old future he might have some. He might have some Uzi. He maybe. has a bit of the, the Migos's music. I, I, <laughs> I knew this was just an opportunity for you to do your little Obama impression. No, I, mean, I knew it, what it you was, were doing. It, I mean, it, it was. This is our. This is a. This is a gatekeepers, tastemakers version of of release the emails. Hillary Obama, we call bullshit on your playlist. We know you're not doing this, so we want you to release need- release the real Spotify. 20, no, 2020 wrap 20... up. No screenshots. Yeah, it we... has to be video record, so we can no get down to the bottom of this. Yeah, we'll send we'll send our own team to video him pulling it up, and he better be blasting Sig while he fucking shows us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll be he... able to tell if this has been photoshopped or doctored at all. Do you think he listens to more Gucci or Jeezy? More more Gucci or who? <laughs> or Jeezy? What do you think? Oh, I, I think he's a Jeezy man. He has well. I mean, my president is black. Is truly. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess if I had a song about me, I would be loyal to that artist as well. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
I do have actually the Smiths did write a song about me called This Charming Man, and I do listen to it a lot, but God damn it. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I just sat down in my dad's leather recliner, yeah, so I'm feeling juicy, of, baby. Of the classic SNL <laughs> sketch, Coffee Talk, where they say, hey, Chris Black called himself this charming man. Uh, this man is neither charming nor a man. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> man, fuck you. Um, On that note, we have a cool guest today we should bring out. <laughs> we do have a guest today. He's... He- He's been beasting in the lab all quarantine. Producer Lunas, uh, mm-hmm. he is in in Canada, locked away, making beats. You probably uh, know his work. Um, he's also a member of Tonight with uh, fellow producer Hudson Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm gonna see if he's got any beats for me because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of you know I didn't want to talk about it, but I'm working on a little project here while I'm in Atlanta. You know what I mean? I set up a little <laughs> studio, uh, so I just you know I'm I'm using this podcast. So to you're shop. finally I'm see- moving from the A and R desk to the booth, is what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, I'm seeing my local. I'm seeing you know Southside and Take Heath and all those guys while I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I also I want a little bit of international flavor, something a little different maybe. So I thought Lunas could maybe send me some beats. That's smart. That's what kind of separates you from most other rappers and i think you want probably to, be sitting you can a and r you can a and r the album if you want i mean i need a little help you have a pretty good ear i know the work you've done i mean that j electronica album took 10 years because you just couldn't find the beats that you liked you just couldn't find the beats for mm-hmm. your man yeah so uh, i wouldn't uh, yeah unfortunately with that project i <laughs> did become mr weight on it and i did have to unfortunately find myself uttering those words more often than i was was hoping to but mr w- mr wait on it they called him that's mr. your new but you know that's a cool name for you that's a new nickname for you okay uh, pressure let's makes give, diamonds let's, in and out of the let's booth. give lunas i don't even know lunas's government name we're gonna have to find out it's probably french though all right well, neither we'll do call. i and i know him from old dj chat rooms here we go Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long that's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert how long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health Uh oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach 
multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash long. Nice. What's good, baby? How are you? Lunis, what's up, baby? Hey, what's up, man? I'm really happy to be here. This is amazing. <sighs> is this your is this <laughs> you do I'm ready for I'm ready to go I'm ready to go play in the field. <laughs> uh, do you do you do a lot of podcasting yourself, Lunis? Nah, this is my second podcast, but I've been listening to podcasts for Good few years now. Okay, like three, you're familiar now, with yeah. the medium, is what you're saying. The medium. What itself, other what yeah. other little broke podcast have you been on before the illustrious? <laughs> how long gone? Well, I mean, for a while I was following Jesus and Mero, mm -hmm. and then that went on to well, eventually you came across Joe Rogan, and then pretty much from around that sphere of comedians, all the different comedians who have their own podcasts, like Bobby Lee and Your Mom's House. And oh, so you're Segura, really out here Pajinsky. with the. Bro, I'm all in with your mom's house type shit too, like wow, or Bobby Lee's vibes too. Like he's wildin' because because back in college I was into Tim and Eric, which Eric, uh, no uh, Tim Heidecker has a podcast as well. I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. Um, former, he, he, former guest of our show. He's, yeah, he was he's a guest on the show, on the show like a month or two ago. Yeah, wild. That's amazing. Yeah, they're like idols to me, man. I, when I went to college, I was studying in um, <laughs> a weird program called Intermedia Cyber Arts. I had a Tumblr too. It was a free for all, man. It sounds funny as hell, but it was just a free for all. And um, mm -hmm. with that, what that that's where, where did you go? Across. Where did you go to college? Oh, I, uh, in Montreal, Concordia. Yeah, that's that's. I've never heard of a program like that in my entire life. Repeat that again. 
That's why I joined it. I saw it. I was on paper. I was like, the fuck is this shit? Intermedia <laughs> Cyber Arts. That's ins- <laughs> that is insane. That, that, that sounds is tr- about future to me. I'm gonna try it. So out. what did you, so what did you act? What did you actually do? Not much or whatever you want. Absolutely everything. It was it was basically a freestyle ass program. It was crazy as hell. It, um, so you, we had sound art class, and then sound art class was this really cool teacher. She uh, she was very much in tune with herself and her soul. The best way I can describe it because every morning, <laughs> like I swear. We come in, she's got like wild ambient music playing. Mm. And then we always start the class with some yoga before. You know, we'll, we'll start doing some yoga stretches, yoga breathing. Yeah, straight up, like every morning in class before we start anything. And then we, and then we just Damn. sit in, calm, and then we try shit out. And then I had another teacher at some point who, by the second year of sound art class, for example, uh, you'll switch teachers every year. And, um, that, that second year was this other guy, and he was all about experimentation. I would make something weird. He'd be like, wow, that's fucking weird. Make it weirder. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I just kept going in, kept going in, and the grades kept going up. And I was like, this is for real? <laughs> I, like, I kept, I kept going in, and the grades <laughs> so kept you, going you up. you look at your notes, and there'd be like a red Sharpie, and it's like, mm, you've really made yeah. it sound a lot more like burial this semester. So you got, I'm going to give you an A-. minus. You're really you know, on your, maybe, really in your bro, shits right maybe now. Maybe he was my teacher, low key. That's what. I, that's kind of what I was wondering. <laughs> like, we don't know, man. <laughs> were you, that's were you making music before that, and then you just got to do it in college? That was during. Uh, I started making music before that, and well, so so in Canada we we don't go from high school straight into university college. It's more um, it's high school. Then there's an in between. Where you can choose a program of two to three years, and it's called CJEP. <laughs> it's a weird ass name. What? But it's another. It's a. It, in English, if we were to translate it in Canada, it's just college. And then mm. after Look, college, he's talking about. Let me. He's talking about. He's talking about Quebec, though. Mm-hmm. This ain't. This yeah. ain't. They ain't doing this shit in Toronto. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is in Quebec. Yep. Quebec. Quebec yeah. is all. We got that up, wild right? ass like in between, but it prepares us pretty useful because mm-hmm. in between that, I was studying cinema. So before I got into that whole wild intermediate cyber stuff, I got into cinema. And so with that, I got into folio art and soundtracking and, and all that kind of stuff and um, set design, lighting design, blah, blah, blah. And that's where I got into all these different knowledges. And before that, I was trying to get into graphic designing. So I, that's why I ended up gra- uh, designing my own covers in the beginning when I was posting on MySpace. So all Damn, that my, sort of my started. My G does it all, Jason. Damn, mm-hmm. this is a, we got a Renaissance man on our multi-disciplinary artist. Can you just, speak I'm French just, too? Uh, just your regular modern guy. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Yo, when people ask me like, "Oh, you're an artist? You must be famous." I'm like, "Hell no! I'm an independent artist with some kind of no- like acknowledgement." That's all I could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it started around there. Uh, Right after high school, I just decided, like, you know what, around 19 or so, I'm going to try and make beats, see where that goes, but with no intentions of making a career out of it. It, it never, I never took it as a real career till like... Until uh, them checks started hitting. I know what you mean. When you bought your, when you Yo, bought you know your first Porsche, you moved to Westmount. I know <laughs> what yeah, happened, bro. bro. I know yeah, what no, You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> Yo, bring him in, man, by the pound. No, you know? no, it's like, Yo, that's fucked up, even for me saying that shit. That's hilarious now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, homies, yo, homies at the label be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's just hilarious though. I was already prepared. I was lucky. I was very lucky. It's because I already set my mind to a lot of things. Being that I grew up broke, so I had mm-hmm. to like sort of decide 
uh, stuff about life. Be like, okay, it's either I complain about being broke or mm-hmm. do something about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of Damn. thing. You're, you always end up in that kind of mentality. But I, I, I sort of end in, in that kind of mentality when I was young, more in, in a uh, end of elementary school. I was, I was about to graduate going to high school. So I was thinking to myself, like, well, high school is stressful because of the whole status shit. So it's either I stress yeah. about it or I just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just be me and be happy with what I have in my old, old, old home where half of my living room was slanted. My mom's ceiling f- fell in one night, but thankfully she works night shifts. And it was that, that night where I was like, damn, I could cry about this or I could just be like, yo, you know what? Fuck it. That's mm-hmm. my, that, this is going to be my life and I should be okay with this and just keep moving forward. Damn, you're, <laughs> so like, you're a lucky man because that's one of the hardest things in somebody's yeah. life to do, probably. Totally, is, man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely am always grateful for that because there were a lot of hardships and a lot of like witnessing family members feeling, you know, going through their own hardships. I can't even imagine yeah. the amount of, you know, trauma they must have grown, grown, grown up with mm-hmm. in their time, especially my grandparents. Because uh, I grew up with, um, on my mom's side, uh, Filipino. Uh, culture for the most part whereas my dad he's haitian but mm. he wasn't around for the most part but i'm all that's all good i've always i've forgiven him a long time ago i, I mm. we never got the chance to meet but if he's watching this hey i forgive you dude there's no guide to life <laughs> i feel you wow <laughs> you know what i'm saying yo if like, my dad's listening fuck you dog it's still on site <laughs> for real dad <laughs> yo <laughs> if my if my dad's listening, um, could you please can you please turn this off and come upstairs and just talk to me instead? Yeah, this, Thank you. This man has a real dad in his life. It's some bullshit, but you know, oh, that's tight. I, I like that because then you're good advice, man. But also, like, well, he, didn't, I, he, didn't I, have, <laughs> he didn't have any free health care, though. You know what I'm saying? So it even that's out a good in point. Yeah, that's the real dad right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dad I wish I fucking had. Uh, but is there, there's a pretty big Haitian community in Montreal, correct? Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. I and thought, we got thought. we got Haitian organized crime, too. Damn, Ooh. let's talk about that. What are they doing? Well, we have multiple types. We got Irish, Haitian, Chinese, uh, Italian. So my my so my girl lives my girl lives in Montreal. I've been coming there for a long time and like I know Justin and Vince and San, all, all, like that whole crew. <laughs> so I have I've been told that Montreal is always under construction. Because oh. of the mafia, yeah, mm. exactly. Like it's just like every road is under construction year round because like the mafia owns day. the co- the mafia owns like the traffic cones that the city yeah. is renting. Traffic cones, <laughs> part of like like uh, what was this like uh, garages for car mechanics and shit. A mm. lot of a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised if they got their hands in like sugar and butter and shit. <laughs> 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 like the real shit. Like, the shit you know They're ain't coming. gonna run out. Bro, shit, you right? you want to put salt on your baked potato in this town? You gotta go through me, motherfucker. Oh, apparently. Uh, I mean, I hope they don't try to get me for this one. But <laughs> they got a hold on gelato. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you what? can't sell that shit in your store if you don't have some kind of. Yeah, apparently. that is so cool. Allegedly. That is so cool. Gelato. Yeah, it's crazy. That is so funny. So what do but do do does the Haitian community specialize in something? Drugs. Okay. okay. <laughs> Regular organized crime ass drugs. I like that. That's cool and traditional. And- but they're very which is very surprising. They're they're all um cooperative, maybe I could say. I mean, 
they'll have some beefs, but it's sort of isolated between groups of folks, but it's not the whole, not representative of the whole mm. organization. Sure, because, sure. So you don't end up like having all these shootouts or anything like that. And if there's anything happening, it very much looks obvious that it was somebody who was targeted type of deal. So it was yeah. like, look, yeah. look, we, we could do that math when you said Canadian organized crime. Um, we assume that everyone was very yeah. polite to each other and there wasn't a, a whole lot of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, never, you know, I never associated that. That's perfect. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really, look like the movie Heat at any time in Montreal. It's more of like a... No, it don't. No. I'm so no, sorry I mean, for exactly. selling drugs on your corner. Uh, it won't happen again, and I hope you have a super day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put a hat and warranty. <laughs> what? what? Why do big you... big Coke, like, hey, let's make that money. <laughs> why do you think... Why do you think... Uh, why do you think the nightlife in Montreal is so legendary? Be- obviously, the drinking age, being young, happens, and it's cheap to live yeah, there, so it attracts young... Yeah, why is it illegal... Why is it illegal to not do ecstasy in Montreal? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I gotta tell you, it's gotta be... Well... For me, I'm more of a nerd-ass fool who's just playing games for the most part. So my first, just to sort of preface this, my first nightlife experience was my first gig, who who was booked by Jacques Green. He found me on MySpace, and we just so happened to go in the same Damn. college. And he was like, yo, you want to play your first gig? I'm like, hell yeah, sure, let's do it. And to this day, we've played shows together type of thing. Oh, but, that's crazy. I didn't realize so that. So that was okay. the first that. time you ever went to the club was when your ass yeah, was Yeah, because I had no like needs for it at the time. So yeah. you really are a little nerd ass. Yeah, man. I'm the, dude, I fucking, I was in a theater class too and all this shit. <laughs> Damn, bro. Don't do that. Don't shit. say that. This, people actually listen to this. You don't want that <laughs> keep, out let's there, keep bro. Moving. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was in a drum band. No, I'm just kidding. I ain't going there. Yo, hold, yo, yo, yo hold up. Hold up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, uh, first gig there. But yeah, so having said that, I'm going to have to assume is mostly due to the deep house scene mm. okay. in Montreal. I feel like house music has a big, big influence in terms of setting the foundation for a, 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 a nightlife culture that will last for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Montreal has – you guys didn't invent the Ultra Lounge, but you perfected it, I would say. Mm-hmm. right exactly and that that to me is very you're teaching me right now on that mm-hmm. that's that's really fascinating like, <laughs> but I'm like, what, oh, okay so, cool i mean like i said i'm that nerdy ass motherfucker <laughs> what, so, so um there's there's a lot of different types of house music and so yeah. you know for for our listeners at home like what what is the style of house music going on in montreal is it is it white guys with dreadlock house music <laughs> oh yo actually i know a guy like you crazy <laughs> Why you be saying that shit? He's a nice guy too, though. <laughs> They're all nice, though. They're all nice. They're all nice. They're all saints, man. They're every, all the best. Every white guy of dreads is always very nice. They have to be nice. Always. They have to be nice. Yeah, they're nice as fuck. Um, <laughs> right now is mostly from from what I from my from what I'm seeing is uh, house music within the style of like how Kitchenado is doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so a lot of kids within that sphere mm-hmm. of who were listening like maybe they were listening to golden age hip hop at the time a little bit. And then they influenced some old house music and then they're like sort mm-hmm. of putting the two together making it soulfulish and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so at the moment it feels like that, but now there's this other, I think right now there's multiple angles, multiple th- cultures sort of clashing with each other in a way of like just uh, explosion, like an explosion of new creativity that I haven't felt in a while. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of new kids coming up now who do not give a fuck about the internet. They're all against that shit. Really? They're all just because there was a good time when the underground culture was just dead. It just didn't exist because the moment anything was underground, somebody wants to put it online to be like, "Hey, I'm the first one hip mm-hmm. to this new thing," you know, type shit on some dumb influencer. Then shit. it gets ruined. Yeah, and then it gets ruined. But I can't blame them. It's just what it is. It's yeah. exciting to get new information. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> now there's kids who are like, "Hey, fuck this internet shit. We're gonna do our own thing." And I ca- I came across this. Uh, a uh, kid called Mik- uh, Miko, right? And I did a, I put out my recent single with him. And the only way I came across him was a good friend of mine who's from Chicago was telling me how he came across his music and just loved it. And I was like, really? Let me send it over. And he does mostly pop vocals, but in his in his own style. And whenever it's, it's stuff like that, it's like, I don't care what genre it is. I can love it all at this point because mm-hmm. I can feel the genuine expression. And uh, I met up with him um, pretty much... The moment I got in contact with him, we talked. Uh, he's only 21, same kind of mentality Shit. as me. <clears throat> Fucking mm-hmm. kills it, dude. He, he's a f- uh, traditionally trained. His father is a jazz artist. Mother is a painter. So it's like mm-hmm. creator, like a, a, a real artist, artist mm-hmm. type of kid. And um, him, um, Yuki, uh, Dreams Again, and uh, uh, there's another rapper. Uh, shoot, I don't remember. Well, oh, yeah. I, I'm uh, Zach Zoya. Zach Zoya too. He's amazing, which is crazy because this well fucking kid's like Zach Zoya's like twenty or twenty one, and I was just sitting with him and shit. And I was like, talk about <laughs> random psychologist uh, name um, Sam Harris because we were talking about podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to Sam Harris too. And this kid, like twenty, he's like, oh yeah, Sam Harris psychologist. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. what? So you're saying though, you're saying these kids are not that into the internet. Nah. So they're so, not. how are they? They have no like. If they don't use the internet, so it's like their whole their whole their whole life. They're, off, they're is, not off grid, but their use of it is minimal. Okay, so it's like it's like more like Finstas. They're not really trying to like be all about yeah. like self marketing themselves. If they're posting themselves. anything, yeah, it's sort of similar to my, how I have how I sort of see my relationship with the internet as well. It's very minimal, and if I'm going to put anything online, it's got to have some kind of direct messaging or purpose. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, say for my beat blogs, I don't have no introduction or ending. It's it's all everything's a one take. I just take it once and I just do it. Whatever is in. So, like at one point, I spilt my tea, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we gotta continue. And because I gotta keep, I just want to keep it like that. Because right now, everything is too hyper curated. So mm-hmm. you know, strip it back. Yeah, and I think people nowadays, that's what you know. They're they're so used to hyper curated content like that, where it doesn't yeah, feel real and authentic. So you know, all of yeah. those imperfections, all of that weird shit that would normally be cut out, that is like the meat on the bones that people want to sink their teeth into. And I think mm-hmm. I think you podcasting has keep, a lot to do. You with Losers that. can keep doing that. I'm gonna keep my shit curated. My, shit looking, <laughs> my shit's gonna look crispy. You guys can look dusty I'm as hell say. online. Well, you, you guys do I your mean, little thing. Dude, well, if that's the case, Chris, then why do I have to keep editing out all the times you go? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I I agree. It's like I'm all about. We'll that, take it. Look, Jason, we'll take this offline, little bitch. All right, <laughs> yeah, we'll take yeah, this yeah. offline. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make my man Lunas suffer through our personal our issues. Okay, so I mean, there's a lot of I mean, one reason why I wanted to bring you on. There's a lot of similarities with our podcast. We we started it sort of mm-hmm. as like a quarantine product. We we wanted something right. to do with our creative outlet and and you know yeah. put something out in the world, keep busy and all that stuff. And and your what you've been doing on <clears throat> with your videos it feels like the same vibe to me. Am I wrong? 
Exactly. Well, I actually I watched yours as well, and that's how I was like, this is very specific in the way that I never knew you can have. Because I always feel the, the stuff I like that I get into, even into the like, the, like you said, like the waves bundle and all these different <laughs> references are so specific. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought anyone mentioning that on a public platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Within friends, yeah. sure. Yeah, but a public that's, platform that's amazing. I'm well, like, yo, this is it. It's I amazing. Found home. <laughs> I, I, I always think about that that concept all the time because. Like the more the more vague you get, the more you're alienating people. But the people that do understand all these little references that we're making all the time, if you get that and you feel it, then suddenly you're like, holy shit, I've discovered a whole nother universe or yeah. another world of like, oh, these are people that talk to me. I aspire to talk like Unreal. them. And yeah. you can really like build some amazing relationships over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when did did you start making the beat videos? That started during quarantine, correct? Yeah, that started quarantine. I first started it back like seven, eight years ago. And then uh, Torrin picked up. Then I got distracted by that. Mm-hmm. Too exhausted, honestly. To I started take getting time money. To... I started getting money. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't be bothered. Ah, you know, I couldn't rock it. Then I started getting racks. And I couldn't see shit because all that money was in my face. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I feel I feel bad for all of our world's DJs who have had to, you know, struggle through the not being able to play music in front of people. But I, you know, I, I know that you're able to handle that and you probably like hibernation oh, yeah, like mode it. a little bit. But also I feel oh, yeah. bad for you because your live stage presence has always been something that I've I've, I've admired ever since I saw you play live you know Thanks. you're probably like one of the most fun <laughs> if not the most fun dj to watch you know in the world i would say that's i appreciate that that's amazing yeah 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 i, I mean for listeners me at home if, like, you, if you haven't seen Lu- you know just look up videos of lunas djing he's he's very animated he's very fun he's he's dancing he's 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 has a smile on his face and he's not trying to be like a cool guy dj bro he's He's yeah, just Jason, having you fun. Could, you could learn. You could learn something from that. I, I've tried to do that. I've, I've, I ha- if you if you get me blacked out drunk, I do get into lunas mode. <laughs> That's what we call it. Yeah, when Jason's drunk from now on, we're just called. Damn, Jason went full lunas yeah, tonight. Lunas we got to. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he went lunas mode. I mean, <laughs> but I do think Yo. that it, it is re- it is refreshing to see though because I think that that's. I mean, Jason yeah. and I both grew up in the hardcore scene and, and like punk and, and i think that Sick. like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the stage behavior was a big part of that you're moshing yeah. you're stage That's diving you're losing it. your fucking mind yeah. and i think that so when that was my history and then you move into the early 2000s and it's like bands like the strokes who i love mm. but they're standing yeah, no, there looking dope. like they hate Super it dope. yep <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean they look yeah. like they hate being there nah, so it's like that's a funny way I, to, I, yeah you're right you know i i think that the, that was the i am yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a trend, yeah. right? But I'm yeah. I'm always drawn to someone who looks like they're enjoying it. You know, it's yeah. it's gonna make the audience enjoy it more. That's the thing. Well, that's why I've always been I've always been drawn to metal as well. I've, like for a while, I've been listening to death metal because of uh, I got introduced to it back in college. Um, mm. I had a friend back then. He introduced me to a bunch of death metal. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. What kind of death it's, metal uh, does Lunas listen to? Um, my first introduction to it was skinless. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. What else are we really, what else are we rocking? Yo, I'll with? play that shit sometimes in the green room and just turn the lights off and then they'll freak people out. <laughs> they'll start leaving and shit. And they'll be like, what the fuck? But it's because people are fucking, sometimes people are just, they, sometimes they need that, 
reset, you know, like because mm-hmm. they'll be so like overstimulated by the same patterns. Yeah, I can't and, listen. And, I can't listen to lo-fi beats to oof. study to. Sometimes you just need to. I mean, it happens to me sometimes where I just put on. Some, I'll listen like, to it at some point. Some but, some very intense metal and just blast it. It's usually in the car where I feel the need to do that because I, mm. I probably it's better that I'm yeah, alone. Exactly. Well, that or I've got my headphones for the most part. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Well, um, it's interesting, I, guys. I, I, I listened to I listened to a converge I listened to a converge song today at the gym. So no you know, I understand. I understand. There we go. Understand. There we to go. get my lap. My final pump, I needed four minutes of aggressive music to send me back to my youth when I had more energy. You know, I think that's <laughs> it feels that. good to be diverse <laughs> AF, doesn't it, Chris? Well, but I think that honestly, as someone who doesn't make music, it's different. But when I yeah. when I'm talking to when I'm talking to someone like you who makes music for a living, and you tell me, and I've heard your music, and I'm pretty familiar with it, and then yeah. you tell me that you listen to X Y Z, it's always very impressive because I think the, mm. the the biggest thing you can the biggest the most, not biggest, the smartest thing you can do as a musician, I think, is have the most open mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. that's where you're gonna find they're gonna find you know inspiration and, and new new paths to to make better stuff. That's um, it. It's, it's being able to sort of just deconstruct things to its limit, and then whoop, see and observe it for a second, and then pick things out of it in a way. Because mm-hmm. that's like for example, like let's say that that uh, like that band Skinless, right? So the first song. Uh, that my friend ever introduced me to. That's how I eat my my chicken tendies, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, without the... <laughs> Yo, son, what the fuck? <laughs> We're just getting started, Do not Looney. reward him. Do not reward him like this. Damn. Yo, I've never... Do not... Oh, man, this is my head now. I can't believe it. Yo, that's mm-hmm. wild. Anyway. You're never going to be able to think about skinless again. Without, you know, without thinking about barbecue sauce. Bruh. Oh, I made some lemon pepper wings recently because okay. we don't have them in Canada. Oh, no, really? Guys. Lemon, lemon pepper wet. You got to go wet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got the wet wet. You can go double wet too, just to let you know. The hell? What the hell is he adding? <laughs> what other sauce are they adding in this bitch? Like, this shit updating too fast. Double. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit's like social media. What the fuck? Slow down, <laughs> slow down. I didn't know yeah, about double wet. What what are your wait? What are your go to Montreal spots? Because I I can I think we should you know because I'm I have my thoughts, but I want because Larry's is my shit. Omnivore is my mm. shit. What is what is your go to for wings? Who the fuck is Larry no, for food in general? Oh, for food, they ain't got no wings. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I was like, what the fuck do you mean wings? That's <laughs> 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 there's no spot. That's why I have to make my own. Um, <laughs> let me think. Yes. What, uh, are you cooking? Are you cooking that much? You can't even think of a restaurant in your hometown. Straight up, straight up. I didn't Good know you. you. So, Lunas is a chef on the tables hey, as well as right, at I'd the be table. like, I want some pita, and I'm like, this shit easy to make. How long is it? Thirty minutes. All right, let's go. And it's pita. Let's go. <laughs> pita, pita, pita bread is not easy to make. I don't think is it. It's no, not that. You it's have not to that do bad. it. Do it. Do it now. You'll see how easy it is. Mm-hmm. I don't cook. It's so the waiting the, time. It's the waiting time. That's weird. The um, thing with this pod, the thing with this podcast is I don't cook, but Jason is an incredible chef. So ooh. I didn't know you were into the culinary arts. I'm really in the lab. Well, dog. I got into it because of, um, uh, well, uh, actually, uh, Kenji Lopez. He got a lot of people into cooking. Damn. I got his book. Yeah, I got his book and got me fascinated. And I was like, oh shit, let me try this out because he makes you see it from a scientific standpoint rather than. It's, just it's a funny you said that because literally the last episode that we recorded. 
I was yeah. I called myself a Kenji slut. And yeah, <laughs> Kenji slut. Yo, that's pretty real. Yo, that's the new Yang Gang right there, man. Kenji slut right there. Oh <laughs> 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 right, man, Kenji slut proud. Man. Wait, for, can you guys? Exp- I, I don't. I'm familiar with the name, but can you explain his his methodol- his methodology or like what why you guys are attracted to this guy? It's completely. Yeah, he's like a. He's the Bill Nye cooking for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Basically, for the he, for the he type explains of person, it to the to the to the most scientific level, but very straightforward, and it gives you a good reason why you should boil your potatoes before putting it in the oven, type shit. Yeah, for you know I mean? for a certain type of person who's like, I don't know, whatever the brain is that makes it feel like that, yeah. but yeah. you know, a dash of autism or whatever pragmatism, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it could be. Exactly. But like, it's a, like it's if you're gift. gonna show me, like, this is why I do this thing. And then you're like, okay, cool. I guess I just have to trust you, chef lady or chef guy. Yeah, exactly. But if you're like, this is why I do this, and here's the reason why, and here's the scientific reason why, so you know, you know, it's not just a bunch of bullshit. Then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I understand why this is better. I'm gonna try it, and more often than not, it is better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a whole segment of him explaining, but I don't want to go too deep in it. But he <clears> explains <throat> like the whole myth about pizza, the pizza dough and the water and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So it's like very fascinating stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is pretty legit. Yeah, it's like and a Bill yeah. Nye like myth bust. You know, I, I don't know. Well, myth busting too. Yeah, super crazy. Mm. And I got into that. I was baking. A, I, I, I was baking a lot of goods. I got the right <laughs> cookie recipe, bro. <laughs> My man is baking Yo. hella goods. The real the <laughs> moment I realized I can cook most shit I've been ordering, I'm like, Yo, what the fuck I've been doing to myself, son. <laughs> it's a, it's a free Yo, feeling. I'm wasting it? my time. I can cook. A, I can make a full pizza from scratch in the same amount of time as ordering Domino's, dog. Damn. It's yeah, fucked. but Domino's probably tastes better. I don't know what you're working with. You know what I mean, <laughs> son? It ain't even close. That's what's crazy. It tastes like those using, fancy Are you ones. using only the finest organic produce? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> that's what's crazy. That's why I'm like these motherfuckers bamboozled me, son. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It was this so easy? Just, I can't believe it. And they so tried to, get, they tried to charge me fifteen bucks for this shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting your tomatoes from Shoppers Drug Mart, and you're saying that shit tastes as good as Domino's? Straight up, yeah. <laughs> Shoppers Jason, Drug Mart. I know. I mean, I'm not even going to ask about these goddamn Montreal references. I you mean, know, Shoppers Shoppers Drug Mart is a Canadian. It's the CBS, same one. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same company. Yeah. They just switch it into a random French name. Yeah, they have to do that. That's the problem that's with the rule, Montreal. Man. Is that they have to? They have a French first language rule. Well, so that's why yeah, you, you don't have a Whole Foods. Lunis, um, Foods. Speaking of getting me getting into Lunis mode, or how much of a drinker, drug user guy are you? Or you, you kind of give me sober oh, bro big energy smoker, a little bit. Dabber, like people would not imagine. Dabber. Did you just say dabber? Yeah, man. Dabber Go do. On. I love okay. the Cabernet, man. <laughs> right now, I got like a uh, got my Puffco Peak with a last hand on it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. So this man, okay, he had to turn the camera on for this shit. So this man, he, he, pulled, out the, he pulled out the dab rig, and it, and it looks like a child's hand reaching out for <laughs> that. That's your hand reaching out to your estranged Bro, father. Did you buy this? Did you buy yeah, this? Man, they this to you. Local May, man. Guy for, um, just down the neighborhood. Straight up, I saw it on his Instagram. Like, this is amazing. The, the Canadians, man, the, I love the way they support local business, even as it <laughs> pertains to the dab world. So, this, so he's Damn. he's sitting on a real nice piece right here, and right then here, man. so it is a it is a it looks <laughs> so like a three D child's hand, and then the index yeah. finger has a hole in it, 
and that's where <laughs> Papa puts his mouth to get a big old suck, right? <laughs> right on that finger. <laughs> Okay, so for our listener, and also good timing because the last episode we did was with um, with a girl who's a co-founder of this company called Gossamer, which is like a cool like weed magazine and all that shit, and they they make wow. edibles and stuff. So this is this is another very weed friendly podcast. So could you explain hey. what yeah. dabbing is versus just smoking like a bong? Because it looks like a bong, but. You're not using yeah. it like a bong. Man, I, I got all type. I, I press my own rosin, man. I, I take the flour and what? I press it like motherfucking wine, son. Yeah. <laughs> man, I show, my shit look fancy, too. Hold up. Wait, <laughs> sounds going to get a little bit messy, but let me just do this quick. Okay. You got to see that shit. This Hold motherfucker. Like, Damn, I knew he was cooking with the Haitians. The look at him. With the, I don't know how much, like maybe five ton press or so. I got the temperature control. The Bro. What? <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. All my, strains, yo. all my strains are in amber jars. Bitch, Why? you got the Muji jars? I know that's a Muji jar. No, it would be, but I just got a cheap um, in bulk from the UK. Yeah. Okay, so for our listeners at home, this man has a shelf with, it looks like like a dozen at least different strains. And then. I'm usually like packing about 20, 30 strains. What? I'm a collector, man. I collect strains. I, I've smoked a lot of different strains, so okay. I'm okay. So you so smells. you get these strains, and then you have this like industrial press, and then you press that into yeah a into concentrated a weed. concentrated uh, sticky um, goo, which is basically pressed trichomes. So you get the juices out the trichomes, and the trichomes is what gets you high. You know what I mean? Okay, so so you're back. you're basically just. Condensing and removing condensing. all the waste, and then just breaking yeah. it down. All into- plant matter, um, most of the fat, the lipids. Um, uh, yeah, plant matter, lipids. That's what mostly is keep makes it harsh. And then now it's just this really smooth toke with all the flavor in it. I mean, okay. all the terpenes come out. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then the benefits are not just gets you more high, but it also is a cleaner product for Cle- you. Yeah, cleaner product and a, just some. Uh, yeah. Higher dose. Higher okay, dose with, I've uh, always been afraid yeah. of the dab because I don't. I'm, I'm afraid oh, I'm going to get too high. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, I I dabbed the first time I dabbed. I had to sit down for 45 minutes before I could drive anywhere. And this and and that was when you were. That's when you were. That was when I was. I was I was smoking two blunts a day at that point, and the dab hit that hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's it's very strong. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> my edible my edible dose. Dude, I'm not, I ain't joking, man. I, 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 I would love to. F- I'm always excited to find people who are just, in, just as enthusiastic with a similar tolerance, because then I can have fun and we can try a bunch of shit out. But a okay. lot of folks tend to. Um, they can't really. They tolerance. can't really. They can't. Be like, yeah, I smoke a lot, and I'll have him do it. And I had a guy almost go blind. <laughs> he was like, whoa. I was like, dude, just sit down. You're probably just fainting or something. Like you're passing out. Just chill. I had a dude. I had a uh, dude almost go blind. Yeah, I, I like the the way that I've you're talking him like, off the really, ledge, but just from a joint, not a dab. Yeah, your your way of That's comforting him and talking him off the ledge is like, don't worry, you're probably just gonna faint. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. You're just gonna go to sleep. It's all good. Okay, so up. so like if you if you eat an edible, how many mill? This man is hitting the goddamn dab right now. So my how- dose for edible <laughs> edibles is around three hundred, three fifty. What milligrams? Is yeah. that is that a lot, Jason? That's for me to like feel that like oh I'm stoned now, but right, I can still so, do a gig. 
when I eat an edible, I will eat a five milligram edible. And if I'm really feeling loco, like if if Shorty's out of town, I will I will bump it up to a ten milligram. And this guy is yeah, blasting lo- loco off. for me is five hundred. Loco is five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Loco, loco. Damn. If I'm if that's I'm going you, like Joey Diaz, loco mode. No, no. But Joey Diaz is at a thousand. Joey Diaz is a thousand. I, I'm five hundred. But three hundred is my zone where I'm like, yeah, I'm on edible high type shit, and I can just do a bunch of shit. Oh, so you hit you hit a one k edible, and what is is, is that is that if in- I hit a one k edible, I'll still be fine. I'll just be very tired and just generally energy low. Okay, That's so let's it. say let's say you hit the god the the god sweet spot dose of a five hundred milligrams. Which if I ate that, I wouldn't even bother going to the hospital. I would go straight to the fucking morgue because it's it's a wrap for me. <laughs> so wrap. like, do not resuscitate. Don't even try it. But <laughs> so you you do that. Is it is that one edible or is oh, that you eating like five hundred? I would have, I would have to assume that 500 because I haven't done 500 yet. I've done 350 and mm. that's got me funny. But 500 would no <laughs> doubt make me feel like I'm completely sh- bash, like drunk as fuck type shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> like I'll be laughing and I'll be super silly as shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll eventually I'll fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do you get? But when you're eating 350 milligrams of of edible, yeah. what are we talking about? What's yeah? The, are you what eating are we... like 35, 10 milligrams, or are you able to get no, just, just those, one like, big old? Very strong. Some like tennis ball ass looking gummy thing, and and you eat that. Well, they're pretty small. There's some chewies. Well, in the states, especially if I'm in LA, what what's the biggest like really high dose? What's the biggest dose? Well, for, normally for they come gummy. in packs of. They'll come like a pretty small size um in packs of 250 milligrams so i'll just get two of those mm-hmm. and then i'll eat the 250 and then a, a couple more from the other box that kind of thing god so what well, the thing is edibles obviously is a whole different high so when i'm doing mm-hmm. edibles as opposed to dabs as opposed to flour or smoking flour mm-hmm. as opposed to vaping flour mm-hmm. they're all different my G, Jason, we're dealing with a motherfucking scientist, and it, it it could be it could be the dab rig, it could be the the studio, it could be the kitchen. This man is working. It's life, man. I got one shot of <laughs> shit. I just love that you you are like you are a very like quick, intelligent, well rounded person who is constantly higher than a motherfucker. <laughs> You know what's fucking hilarious though? Like goofy like this. ass, Yo. wild high. But my re- <laughs> dude, my reason for wanting to smoke weed every day is fucking ridiculous. But I feel like it should be just that way and shouldn't be overthought. It was just because one day I was thinking, hey, I want to make rap rap beats. <laughs> Maybe I need to smoke weed every day, <laughs> and that's what I did. And then the next day I decide, all right, this is it. I'm gonna smoke it every day, and I was like. <laughs> You're like I'm, I'm gonna. It. Uh, that's, it didn't change much, but it made more fun, made the journey fun. So before you were <laughs> like, I'm I'm the guy, like the weirdo indie producer who's also making rap beats and it has a different flavor. And you're like, okay, I need to make something where like, if I give it to Twenty One Savage or someone, yeah, yeah, they're gonna yeah. be, they're not gonna be like, what the fuck is this bleep blop shit? <laughs> and you needed to exactly. smoke. You needed to get so high that you take out all the sounds that don't sound <laughs> like drug yeah. dealer music. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You get in that kind of momentum of sorts. You had to learn. <laughs> it took you a big old dab to learn Fruity Loops to really make the right type of music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To figure out what the hell is that 808 about. <laughs> but you guys, you guys put out, so you put out another, a Yo. new Tonight record this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it this year, man? 
Time is weird. Who even and knows? Depressed. But after yeah, you, yeah, I'm saying was, the, hi- the hiatus. The hiatus yeah. was like eight years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did it recently. Um, it must have been this year. Damn, I, think. I feel yeah. old as fuck. Eight years? I know. It made me feel yeah. old as fuck, too. Dude, it I've been in the industry as... now like 12 years or something. 11 years? Damn, bro. No, probably 11 years. Because I've been, I've been with my fiance 12 or 13 now. I don't remember anymore. Is your fiance yeah, You've been with her, you been with her 12 years and, she, and yeah. she's only your fiance? She's probably not too happy about that. Oh, no. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about marriage. <laughs> We just did it to shut people up, man. Real talk. Because <laughs> cool should be annoying like that sometimes, man. We're like homies, man. We're like the biggest homies, man. Like, she's the best. If she inspires me. She makes she makes me who I am. I want to be... The reason why you say all this is because she puts, she keeps me in check. Mm-hmm. And I keep her in the same in the same momentum, too. So it's like a back and forth. So what, what oh, kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's tight. What kind of stuff do you need to be put in check about? Oh, easily... Um, I mean, this is not just for me. I mean, it's just for just humanity, which is just <laughs> ego. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ego, but not yeah, just yeah. not ego in the traditional sense of being obnoxious in, uh, in public, but ego in the sense of imposter syndrome. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like ego in the way that I'm creating a narrative in my head that doesn't even exist. Oh, people hate this. Mm-hmm. And then my fiance will come in and be like, okay, who? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my fucking ego. I got to work on that. So that's that side of ego is what I feel is not really talked about as often. And I feel that fucking fools all of us all the time. Mm-hmm. And COVID has been a really good time for me to to really sit down with it and and have a proper conversation and and just to see like yo, how can we work together here? Because I understand you want to create a story. I want to be part of it, but not when it's all bad and stupid and made up. You know, so there's got to be a middle ground here, brain. I have these talks with my brain now. Like that's how I do it. It's like I can't because if I don't talk to my brain, it's gonna start doing its own thing. Damn. And if you, like, and in if the you, back, in the background, it's just and start. You, and then and then yeah. anything I can literally just like um, miss a step and, and like just slightly hurt my foot, and then everything starts pouring out that I didn't know my brain was creating all week. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't get caught up with that. Mm-hmm. So I have to. And you, so you have somebody who loves you enough to to check you about that shit and be like exactly and i do the same when she gets in and i kind of wave we're just human in the end of the day right and realizing that alone is enough for us to consciously keep tabs on our brains it's the best way i can say Man, it. i feel like i feel like you've really used used covid and quarantine well and marijuana uh, I, yeah, and marijuana. <laughs> uh, yeah, and marijuana. But I feel like you've. It sounds like you've you've worked. You've got your mind right. Mm-hmm. You've yeah, got your out. hobbies. What yeah. kind of workouts are we doing? Oh, I got every. Oh, Dan, now we're about to talk about working out. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe Rogan. Bro, this, I got a. I got a full closet. Yo, this is the kind of person I am, right? So, when I was starting to make money off of touring, the beginnings, I was just paying a really, really cheap rent. Um, between me and my fiance, fiance, we were just paying 360 bucks each at a time. That's <laughs> nothing. Yo, Montreal. That's some Montreal. That's some Montreal shit. That's fucked 260 up. 260 dollars. You can't find that anymore, but yeah, you'll yeah. St- you probably can still find something where you can split between 700 each. No problem. Damn. But so we have that kind of spot. So I took the extra cash to um, hire a, a personal trainer. Let's and go. Gain all the knowledge from him. Mm-hmm. I asked all the questions. 
<laughs> about everything, the mechanics of my body, the breaking mechanism of my, of my muscle. Why do I need to work that part? And all the sections, mm-hmm. yeah. all the routines. So I can remember that shit and buy the equipment in the future and I have it stored in my closet. And that's what I have today. And that's what I've been using for the last seven years or something. Damn. So, so what so, kind so, of gear are we working with? Like right, kettlebells? Like Right. I got, yeah, I have, I have the range, uh, the range of uh, all the different weights of kettlebells. I have the, um, you know, the uh, interchangeable weight dumbbells, but in square. Yep. Yep. The reason for is because if you got to do chest presses, you need the full range, whereas the other kinds are too wide and you won't get the full range in. So mm-hmm. it was all these little notes that I took. Mm-hmm. So I have that. I have uh, Olympic barbell with a, uh, a bearing so I can do Olympic lifts and do squats. And I have my squat stand Oof. that's telescopic Damn. that I can fit all in the closet, all in this yeah. tiny closet. I can take it out. I have all bumper plates. And the reason for bumper plates is so yeah. I can do proper deadlifts. So I don't need to have it on a, another rack. So I can just have all the same weight. So I can have a five, uh, a ten, uh, ten pound bumper plate, the same size as a forty-five bumper plate in terms of. I'm diameter. jealous AF, bro. Damn. So I got that whole kit. I got motherfucking elastics, and the reason for is that when I have my pull-up <laughs> bar, bro, I ain't that kind of strong yet. So when I'm doing a lot of in between, I use elastics as an assisted pull-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know like, no, so no. I do all these little things that I've learned over the years, and it's like, oh, this is fun. Because I, the reason why I did that is because I wanted to figure out a, a fun way to just maintain. My body to just keep moving, yeah. just to keep yeah. and just to keep the cum gutters running smooth. <laughs> exactly. Well, keep I mean, that bro, shit it. smooth and shooting far, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Yo, I, well, I mean, yo, you know what's crazy, son? What I realized recently when I used to, when I was touring around and you go to airports and take a piss and shit, mm-hmm. I was afraid because for some reason I would pee so fast and it'd be done <laughs> quick, and all these guys be still in their fucking urinal, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. Maybe my shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, no, maybe my shit's so strong, they're shooting that shit out like a waterfall, dog. And that's why I'm thinking so fast. And these niggas got the shit so tight. <laughs> they got to work on their diet. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm their, their prostate's all fucked up. It shouldn't take you that long yeah. to piss. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm like, ooh, that's crazy. So now this shit flipped. But you know, if I was if I was Bay, I would be like, you know, listen up, ego. Maybe you should get your dick checked out. Maybe you're not just pissing too fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. And that's why we that's why we have Bay in our life. That's probably my ego dick talking. <laughs> my ego dick. Well, how do how does how does intense weed smoking and power lifting go hand in hand? Oh, it's amazing. It just gives you this sense of uh, focus because it, it it just enhances all your your uh, senses from, right. from I mean I'll be I'll be focusing too and- when I fucking drop the 350 on my foot because I'm high as hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude you gotta get used to it first obviously yeah Yo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta fight the right the right range that you can sustain for a very long time with that meaning that you can just keep doing throughout the day mm-hmm. of like how much you can smoke so you'll like take two puffs and it's like two puffs every 30 minutes or something like that or every hour or wherever you feel mm-hmm. the next time's right and that's how that's how your flow's got to be. That's how it started for me. It was all like, you know, my first joint ever was fucking strong as hell. It was a it was a full blunt of White Widow, and that shit's strong as fuck. Now, now we're talking, baby. That's some that's some Chris Black in his yeah. prime behavior. That's, right a, that's, there. Some, that's some grown man weed. That's no, a real and, pack. And that's that's the Pacquiao. I was lucky. It, it was a good friend of mine. Shout out Kevin Lee, my childhood friend. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Kevin he introduced me to this whole shit. And he's like, yo, you got to smoke this if you're going to smoke your first one. And I tried it. Shit fucked me up. My, I felt like my head kept flying off. I just couldn't stop going up like this. Like, whoa, I'm flying, guys. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and we ate some sushi and I couldn't stop flying while eating. It's crazy. Damn. It's nice to hear that, you know, you're talking about the first time you smoke weed, like how somebody talks about the first time they met their, like their husband of 80 years. <laughs> and you're like, and that's when I knew. That's what Damn, I knew, it's man. true. It's true. You really <laughs> do you, are. Uh, do you, you really ever are. get, do you ever, I mean, I don't get a hangover from weed, but if I, if I really, really chief a big dog style, I will. What do you, what do you do for the weed hangover? <laughs> Yo, chief big dog style. Drink. What do you do? <laughs> Big dog, because I, I know like you're cheap. Actually, I forgot. Big Willie style. saying that shit. That's crazy. Big dog style, man. Oh, um, <laughs> best trick: drink a lot of water, man. Okay. That's all I can say. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're probably feeling hungover a bit from the dehydration, is most likely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I He's just right. go throughout the day, click, 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 drinking all that. Also, water. also that Cali, that Cali heat, Jason, combined Ooh. with mm-hmm. the with the marijuana oh, intake, yeah. Yeah, but what about what about regular hangovers? Like when you're on tour and you got the bottle of 1942 on stage, right? What right. uh, you know, what 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 were you what were you doing? How would you maintain? Yeah, on the back road? then. Um, well, for a while, yeah, I would drink during shows. Now I don't anymore. If I do, it's like one or two, mm-hmm. very minimal. But back when I was going at it, when my whiskey used to be on the rider, mm. um. It was a different time. Oh, it was. But I was in my 20s, man. You know, like, I was signing up for it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be destroying my shit, but I'm going to have to stop it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I chose, like, a very specific amount of time to do it throughout my career. And um, I mean, there's no shame in that in moment. It. It's, it's, it's it, I mean, it, it, there's no solution, honestly. It's just, it's your body responding to poison. <laughs> like, I was saying, like, I don't know where else, where else, how else to put it. Mm-hmm. You're waking up the next morning, your body's like, you poisoned the fuck out of me, dog. What the fuck happened? Do you, do you, hit, that, that do you hit that wake and bake then? Oh, that would definitely help, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, weed in itself is anti-inflammatory, so mm. it, that helps overall already for, for a lot of that part. And, um, are you in the? Are you somehow making money off marijuana yet, or, or is that no, is that no. in the cards? It's too oversaturated, for you? still. Yeah, I thought I'm you might have gotten in early. If anything, I'll might... just be investing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm it, surprised it feels you like, haven't. Like we, the weed game is your is your one true love. Music is just something that you do to support your. Dude, weed I even habit. talk about fishing yet, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh shit! You're a lunker. Wait, Dude, are you a fisherman? I just picked up fly fishing too a couple years ago. Been practicing that. Damn. I, uh, I knew that overall, I knew, I've been doing since a child. I knew that putting you on this motherfucking podcast was going to be a good idea. This is <laughs> we are gill pilled on this show. We Man, are you, do, we are you really do it all. You've you've touched on We're every cook, we, all yeah, the he's topics about that we've talked Lopez. about. <laughs> he's talking about fishing. He's talking about dabbing, vaping, all my favorite shit. Dude, that's Exercise. amazing. Dude. I just this never is, knew. I, and and working out. Yeah, man. Okay, so so health. so you like a little fishing, a lot of fishing. Do you I have an inflatable boat and all that? Okay, what? I mean, when when you go out fishing, do you go with Bay or is this alone time? Oh yeah, she comes too. She feels like it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. pretty open. I'm indifferent. If she wants to come, she comes. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's all good too. But I usually go with someone. If 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 uh, she doesn't, if she's not in the mood, then I uh, haul out one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, my two best friends. Kevin Lee, Dimitri Okilov. Shout, shout outs. <laughs> I, know, I know they're listening, Dimitri, right? Dimitri, Privyat, Kakdila, Harasho. Yeah. 
Bro, you speak Russian? Um, only those parts. Okay. Well, greetings. <laughs> da, nyet. That's know, impressive. Just to be like, hmm. yeah. But привет is always nice to do. And in paka, spasiba for thank you and all that. <laughs> Yo, um, damn. Well, I'm what, a Russian um, spy straight up. <laughs> did, did you ever work with Kanye, by the way? Yeah, uh, for specifically, he brought me in when um, he was working on Cruel Summer, mm-hmm. that project. And well, the the reason why it came to be was all because of Virgil. He uh, um, caught wind of, uh, well, he was already, well, the whole crew, the whole good good music crew was already on to Hudmo a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, like flashing lights time ago, mm-hmm. I, I'd say. And... Uh, uh by the time we did the project together tonight that's when virgil caught wind of that project and then that's how he introduced the first song me and hunmo made together which ended up being blown the leaves and Mm -hmm. so yay coasted on it for a very long time like which is great because you know things get you know how things get hype and things change up so fast and it's like yeah i can't blame it it's how it is it's how the momentum is but he kept it in the way of like, of just uh, having it part of his life in a way. Because he he ended up using that song unedited for his first fa- first uh, fashion show mm-hmm. mm. when it was still signed to Nike, I think. And Damn. it was the first like you can look at way back because at the time I was touring with uh, Rocky Fresh at, and uh, it just happened then. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Rocky Fresh. He's... Rocky Fresh is from Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, um, yeah, so that happened. I was like, okay, cool. So it's just for the fashion show. I'm okay with that. That's, ha- I'm, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess like a year later or something, because it took a while. And then then we heard like, yeah, he's putting it on this album. And it was supposed to be the first song. And I was like, yo, word, okay, if you want to do that. And then Rick Rubin was like, nah, it's got to be in the middle. And I'm like, okay, if you want to do that. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I, my, my intention wasn't even like even trying. You know, I'm just happy it even happened. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> so whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so that, that happened. And what's amazing to me is how theatrical that fucking song ended up being. And when he performs it, it's just like, wow, that's fun. It's fucking fun to watch because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's intense. And you and you guys, you guys haven't worked on anything recently, though, have you? No, no, no. What do you no, think? What do you since, think? Uh, sorry. What What do you think about like what Kanye has turned into now? Like the version of him that's you know on Joe Rogan. Yeah, the faithful version of himself, right? <laughs> the faithful so, version. So, <laughs> so well this put. is what I gotta say. It over the years, like I was saying, how I would keep my ego in check, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> over the years, I, I've come to understand and appreciate people who practice faith in general. But there's certain section of it that might be more, uh, I guess, subjectively toxic in the way that it's using a, a business model rather than a faith mo- faithful model of just mm-hmm. believing in yourself type of deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or believing in God, whatever it may be that they believe in. At least they have this kind of sense of belief, right? Sure. That I feel from other him. than money. I could, yeah, I could feel, I could f- feel his his purpose for for a a, a, a very specific thing. Where at the time, it was more just everywhere, all at once, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I could 
that I can appreciate genuinely from him. Like I'm happy that he's. I think he really did find his his actual um, his actual faith, his, his belief, his calling, his purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, it was it was shocking, but then as I got to witness further and backtracking how he used to rap about. I mean, damn, his album uses like all a bunch of always reference about Christianity and all that stuff. So yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, what if it is just he's really is that guy and he was suppressing it his whole life and he now he's just outwitted. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have to because if it's and if I think any more than that, that's my ego. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's my ego talking at that point, and there's no point. It's just a waste of time. It becomes I gossip. To, I, I don't like the gossip. Oh, that's all I like to do. I need, I could learn a lot from you. I think is what is what I've learned on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Lunas has it figured out, Jason. Hell no, we, dog. We are we're fumbling through this thing we call life. No, I'm. I mean, there. Are, I have a lot more Lunas characteristics than you do, yeah. Chris. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knew that? I didn't know that Lunas would be my North Star moving forward. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's more more of a third eye than a North Star, but you know. A third eye, point. bro. That shit <laughs> sounds like the Illuminati. Good, good point. <laughs> good point. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, well, what are you working on now? Are you just are you in the lab working on your body and getting high and making beats, or like what's the vibe? <laughs> Yo, sort of like yeah. That, you got yeah. a Substack. Um, what's really good? Well, right now, well, I'm, I'm working on my next album project. And so I've I've had this word that I've just well the way I come up with ideas like how I came up with 360 was that I come up with just the word itself if I what's my feeling towards the word if I like it da, 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 da. if I like it I'll live with it and see how it grows and that's how it was with 360 because I like the idea of um, trying to design things around multiple senses because using 360 then eventually expanded itself to to the different human senses and in that way i can sort of create a whole 360 kind of experience without having to go directly into virtual reality or 360 sound stuff you know being too literal about it damn or or worst of all the 360 deal yo son yo oh i should have put something like that in there (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. You can cut. Look, if you want to use, if you want to sample that, Yo, just contact that me. Back? Just wow. contact me. I will negotiate mm-hmm. a pretty fair rate for you. Um, yeah, you know, and don't just, try to put some know. shit on without letting me know. The lures will find you. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't play that shit. We got, <laughs> we got shooters, we got shooters across the border, Drake voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get the Drake oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so didn't want to have to bring say that. That's weird as hell. <laughs> um, who oh. who are some of your dream vocalists for uh, if you if you got if you could pick anyone? Yeah, if I could pick anyone, um, is it Morrissey? It's Morrissey, right? Man, I would like to. I'd love to work with Arca. Mm-hmm. That's that seems like shit, that's like, in, that seems like it could be in the cards. That doesn't seem that far fetched. Arca, bad no, as hell. I don't think so. Yeah, man, super dope. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, Arca. Oh, but let's see. Arca on like a Lunas beat would there. be very good. Um, that's a good question because I'm just so Slipknot. I'm just generally open. Well, oh, actually, speaking of when I was talking about the words that I was sitting on for my next album project, I'm I've been sitting on the word open, and because mm-hmm. because again, it comes from like let's say through sixty, right? The, the, how I came up with the idea was just listening to. 
an old um, Waka Flocka song. I think it was Fuck This Industry, it's called. And he said, like, yo, sometimes shit ain't 360, homie. And I was like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep that word, and it's going to turn into something. And that's what it turned into. <laughs> and then after that, I was watching Jesus and Mero. And you know how they do it in their shit in the end of the show where they're like, what do you want up top of your bodega sign to say? And yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. like, got a whole sentence of sorts. But nobody's saying the word open. Mm. You know? And I was like, that's just so straightforward. It's, it can mean anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it leaves nobody to decide what it is. It's just open. And that would mm. be my sign if they were to ask me. And I was like, oh, that feels good. I'm going to keep that word. And I'll just stay with it. And make music from that feeling. Just keep making music. That's why a lot of the stuff I've been making my beat blog, I guess, been going here and there, trying all types of shit. Because I'm just keeping myself open. And um, so that's that's sort of what I'm leading myself up to. Because the idea is that if I if I try my best to stay as open as I can be, maybe then I can really find my most genuine artistic expression. Mm. Whatever it is. Music. If I come up with merch. If I come up with performance. If I, the way we, we, we conversate on podcasting. This is why I love this kind of shit mm-hmm. over like having to do a live feed on, on, on uh, like a really long feed on, on Twitch I, doing a Q&A. Like I could do that, but I don't know. I'm a kind of, I'm a structured type of, type of dude, even though I can improvise within, mm-hmm. within an empty space. You yeah, know you got I mean? chops. Yeah. So Little I'll be UCBS. fucking around with that, but I like to find a balance in between the two. I'm getting there at some point. I'm gonna try some kind of idea on Twitch where I think it's a beautiful. I don't idea. go for that long. Have it's you like been a- doing a lot of? Have you been doing a lot of Twitch streaming? No, I never did it yet. Um, oh, you haven't done it. Okay, I see. Have you done no, any? No. Have you done any live? Like I watched the Catronada thing from Montreal. It was actually really fun and cool. Mm. Have you? Have you done anything like that? Do you want to do anything like that, or is that just like too like digital? A, well, DJ set. Yeah, like yeah. live, like you yeah. know, like dur- pay for it during quarantine shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I did uh, recently for DJ uh, for a Digital Mirage Festival. But yo, that's cool doing like a live set and all. But man, the craziest one to me was the Minecraft festival I did recently too, a couple months ago. Dude, dude. (laughs) What was the vibe? Self-made by the players. They made the world, the festival world. So they they built. From scratch, they built two motherfucking mountains, made a hole in it, built a stage, a bar, a VIP area, made put in lava all over the fucking place. So like crowds, <laughs> when when you're playing your set, what? dog, it's crazy. So you have this every artist that's registered, right? Ha, they were all given a special item that teleports you to the stage, so nobody else can go on stage besides the artist, right? So when it's your time to play, yeah, you we we to mix. It was it was a digital wristband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that. Yo, I think I'm it was. Digital like, the, the I'm digital triple A. I'm digital triple A. Honestly, I think it was. Yeah, definitely. They have some little bottle rats trying to <laughs> trying to sneak in and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was so crazy. And then, um, what was nuts is that I you can figure out because I, I I'm a gamer, so I would figure out little loopholes where I can create certain visuals with my own character, right? So when let's say it was my set. Uh, when we were doing the Tonight set, um, actually, Hudmo also logged in. There was a thing, because you had this wristband, special wristband to teleport to the stage. So I was like, okay, so if I can teleport myself, myself I could just basically run my character off the stage and <laughs> essentially virtual crowd dive and re-teleport <laughs> myself and keep looping myself crowd diving to the infinite. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I started doing that. I see everybody notice, and the whole fucking place noticed. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is Lotus doing? This is crazy. And then I started noticing so if I touch. Even in Minecraft, no. you find a way to be Lunas on stage, is what you're saying. Yes. Dude, there Dude. was lava, right? If you touch the lava, you, you, you catch fire. Yeah. So Weird. I was like, yeah. okay. But you don't lose health. So I'm like, okay. Boom. <laughs> then I started jumping in the crowd. They're like, yo, Lunas is on fucking fire. And they started seeing where I was getting the lava. And everybody started hitting the lava to catch fire. And everybody's on fucking fire. Yo. <laughs> and you telling me about live streams, that's cool. But it just seems old school to me at this point. So that was like <laughs> that was like a, a time where you were playing like a virtual concert, and you were it was actually like exciting to you in a way that Super. was like an it analog feeling. There were two stages. You can tune into that one stage or the other stage, and then if you weren't going to the stage, there were all these installations, just like a festival, all around it. Fucking A twenty four were there. They had a whole installation built up. Bruh, it was crazy. They have hoes. Oh, PC that- music was there. Motherfucking, um, how's the food? Yo, Jason, oh, food was pretty blocky. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little blocky, a little blocky. Shit, blocky is hard as hell, dog. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's got one flavor, man. I don't know. <laughs> Pull up to the A24 booth. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yo, a blocky tricky, ass. Man. Sophia Coppola's there. Oh man, this is that's pretty yeah. crazy, so, man. That's like crazy. I, 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 uh. So you're saying that if if you're gonna do shit like that, it needs to be on that level. You can't just stand in front of a green screen with some CDJs. Nah, it, I'd rather you can keep that for when we're in person because it's missing the element, just the human connectivity yeah. element of it. Mm-hmm. You can't get that through a screen. And I, I also I mean, love you that- feel it when you watch what I do, but it's not the same kind of um, reaction. I guess it's more like how I don't know. I get that saying. I guess I could sort of equate that to like. When people watch Penn and Teller and they're like, they do magic and you get those goosebumps like, whoa, shit, <laughs> on TV. Like, but it's not the same if you're there in person because you see the physicality of it. And you're mm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it took a, a virtual situation for you to have real It made feelings. it feel more close. Yeah. Yeah. More Damn. than uh, an actual life. I was not expecting to talk about Penn too. and Teller with you, I will say. I know, man. <laughs> Don't tell me you can do magic, too. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> you know I'm interested. Yo, you know what? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Damn. Yo, I know. Of course, Yo, Lunas can do. A, Yo, he's got a couple. He, Yo, okay. Only one. Only one thing about magic. Okay, so I read up on magic a little bit and and found that they're the masters of attention, right? And this was mm-hmm. like when shit was really picking up with with music and touring a lot. That was so my a lot ex, of people but go ahead. Up. so i wanted to figure out a way to sort of blend into the crowd so i can still watch openers and and have nobody notice me and i started reading up on magicians and how they do all these little easy tricks to just divert your attention one way so you can easily you know Mm -hmm. um how do you call it like slide a hand them type Mm -hmm. shit (laughs) so i started using just simple techniques of like keeping the fucking uh beer cup up to my face nobody will recognize you it's that easy you know <laughs> you just bop to the same rhythm as everybody nobody will even tell somebody was, at one point i was chilling by the wall somebody went up and was like yo is anybody seeing lunas and i was like oh time to drink this beer <laughs> was, jason i'll have to gone. do that I'll, we'll have to do that next time we go to Erwan because we get noticed so often we got to be careful it's true uh, i mean it is it's is a little harder for me to do that because i because of my height there. Yeah, you're tall as hell. That's a bit harder. You know, they're sticking that out. Is, that like, is hard. Probably need a cape or some shit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What if, what if yeah. I learn to make Jason disappear with a cape? That's a good idea, actually. We should, we should figure that out, Jason. Yeah, hopefully Santa Claus brings me a nice little Hermes cape, you know what I'm saying, this, this <laughs> yeah. holiday season. 
I'll re- I'll get David Copperfield's <laughs> biography and you get a cape and we'll figure this thing out. <laughs> well, well, Lunas, that's my extent of magic. That's it. Lunas, thank you. Of course, I'm, yes. I'm sure you know a couple little tricks, and I think, of course, you're probably a little bit nicer at magic than we realized. <laughs> Definitely, you know, in the literal sense and the metaphysical sense, he's making Definitely. magic every day. <laughs> um, well, thank you for doing this. We had a lot of fun. Ooh, I think podcasting you. is a is something that you should consider doing more often. For sure, oh, hell yeah, I want to definitely. I just love the. He's gifted. The don't worry. Well, all like the people, all the man. all the big heads are going to hear this and they'll be calling. Yeah, so yeah. don't don't you know don't <laughs> I mean, be surprised if Mark Marin and Rogan hit you next week. You yeah, know what you I mean? already know how to use a microphone, and we have already yeah, we, yeah, dis- yeah. we discussed the Waves plugin suite earlier. So I'm sure exactly. you know we're good you know. to go, baby. Yeah, just yeah, uh, the podcast yeah, is, is just like a song, but without any of the music. You know what I'm saying? I just want to put it into yeah. your terms. <laughs> Wow, Jason. Well put. Uh, Lunas, thank you. Uh, everybody, where, where can they find you online and elsewhere? Um, just Google my name, Lunas. Go off, <laughs> Go off. Google Lunas. Listen to the new Lunas album. Yeah, Listen good, to the good new Tonight SEO album. He's got good SEO. Uh, he's got that good you can French Canadian. find me on Canadian. VSCO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. F- find him on VSCO. Find this man on Gear Sluts. Yeah, he's he, yeah. Here's yeah. on hashtag Kenji sluts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, son. Oh, yeah, do you, no, do, do you want to give any shout outs before the podcast is over, Lunas? Hey, shout out to my motherfucking sister, yo. She's the best. She she's got the energy. If I tell you that much, y'all think I have energy? Yo, my sister, man, Karita, man, she's the best. She, bruh, I wouldn't be dancing like I am if she didn't force me. To do all the Backstreet Boys choreography. She introduced me to Wu Tang. She introduced me to Red Man. Yo, Method Man. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Shout out my big sis, man. You know how it is. That's a good. That's a good She's sister. Sweet. Wow. It's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, man. She brought me. She she taught me hip hop. So you know how it is. I like that. I mean, all right. Well, I mean, yo. Actually, funny enough, my big sister. Before we finish it, she's best friend. She's been childhood friends with Justin Saunders. Oh wow! Damn, yeah, full circle. That's how I know him. Yeah, that he's he saw me grew up. He he and she taught me hip hop. Damn, that's crazy. Actually, yeah, yeah. a full circle Quebecois moment. Thing. Yeah, when you Quebec live in Quebec, moment. you learn about hip hop from a white guy. What do you know, huh? <laughs> Canadian, white, French, Canadian man. You know how it is. It's the only way. It's the only way in this province, baby. <laughs> Woo! This province. Oh, Lunas, it's been a true you, pleasure Lunas. podcasting with you. Thank Same, you, man. That was amazing. We'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, man. Have a good right, one. Later. I'll send that later. Thanks. Bye, bye. Yeah, drop the stem. Yeah, the stems. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> cool.